You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 463. In this episode, I talk to Anna Parker Naples about how to amplify your impact through podcasting. Today, I speak with Anna Parker Naples, who not only shares my love for podcasting, but also for the color red. Anna is the podcast queen. She is the UK's leading podcast launch expert, a best-selling author, and a multi-award winning entrepreneur. In this episode, Anna tells us her inspirational story of how she picked herself up from rock bottom and made the conscious choice to be successful. This choice led her to explore the avenue of audio work, which eventually led her to podcasting, and that's where she is today. Anna also shares some tips and tricks to help you increase your impact, get visible within your niche, amplify your message, and generate more quality leads. But before we dive in, do you want to work with me? This opportunity is not for everyone. I'm looking for people who are coachable, ready to take action and committed to achieving their revenue goals this year. If that's you, then hop on over to the show notes at sigma.com forward slash 463 to apply to the live group coaching program that is starting very soon. There you also find all the links to Anna Parker Naples. I am so excited to be here with Anna Parker Naples and talk about how to amplify your impact through podcasting. And we just had a fantastic conversation last week. So I'm a little bit worried we'll just continue from there and the audience has no clue what we're talking about. But let's take a step back and start from the beginning. Welcome on the show, Anna. Hey, Sigrun. I'm so excited to be here. And for those of you who obviously you can't see us, if you're listening on audio, we both have red as our brand. So at the moment, we are just it's just a blur, a vision of red because it works so powerfully for our brand and our own personal messages as well. Well, that's actually one way to amplify your impact is to, you know, have a signature color or some signature thing that people see visually, isn't it? Yes. And I think when you use color or design, people don't even realize that they're associating it with you. So I was saying to Sigrin that quite often people who I've never met, I don't know, but they see me on social media, they will send me pictures when they're out shopping of red dresses because it makes me think of them. And any way that you can positively influence your your people is a good thing in my book. Yeah. And I was telling Anna before that even though red has been my favorite color since as I was a girl, it wasn't something I would wear every day. It's really just the last three, four years. And it was more my clients that started to kind of do it even for me. My first live event was September 2017. And yes, I was wearing red a lot. And I used red in my branding. It was in my Facebook ads and everything. And people would say, I always know when it's your ads because they're red. And then I come to my first live event. There was 90 women. Uh, It was, you know, sold out. And two thirds of the room is wearing red. And I was like, what? You know, I had no idea. And that's, you know, we talk about impact. You get people to show up in the color, your favorite color, even if it's not their favorite color, they even went extra shopping for it. So 
Uh, I love that how we love both red. So we could talk about red forever. Yeah. But let's talk about what we are here to talk about. You have a fascinating background, which I don't think people kind of suspect when they just hear you talk about podcasting and getting visible and amplify your impact. You have a more interesting background than many others. So let's start with that. So most, a lot of people, particularly in the UK, uh, know me as the podcast queen because I have a phenomenal audio background. I won multiple awards in Hollywood, but that's not the most important part about it. And that was for my, my audio, audio producing work, my audiobook narration, voice acting. But that all started because I reached the lowest point of my life about 11 years ago when I was pregnant with my third child. And a week before Christmas, they told me that through a complication in pregnancy to prepare myself never to walk again. Wow. And as you can imagine, I smile and kind of laugh about it as I tell it now, but it was the most heartbreaking thing. We, mm -hmm. my husband and I, we had, it was our third child. We had a turbulent early start to our relationship and we just got married. And I can remember sitting at this, I can remember a week, just a few days after me being told, sitting at a friend's house, she was having, um, she was having a pre New Year's Eve party and it was fancy dress. And all of the other friends around me, all the women my age, we were all sort of in our early thirties, were looking shit hot sexy so they're dressed as black girl wonder woman superwoman and here I am in my wheelchair I was in it was so hard for me to get out of bed but my parents and my husband had made me because I was just in that pit of despair I wasn't washing myself I was avoiding going to the bathroom because everything hurt my hair hadn't been washed for a long time I was I was about as far in the hole as you could possibly get looking at all these other women and just feeling so resentful that I couldn't have the life I wanted mm. and part of that was very wrapped up in the fact that before I had my first child I want I'd been an actor very focused on stage and the voice and in between that life in between being on stage and touring all around the UK and Ireland and um, internationally with very quite serious Shakespeare and serious plays um I would occasionally do some voiceover work and I'd work for high profile things like the BBC and I'd work for CBBS and children's BBC and Ardman animation, but I never took it seriously. It was just the thing I did on the side. So eventually because I was so low stuck in this wheelchair, I decided on that night at that party that I had to do something to change my life. I couldn't hmm. stay I never thought I'd get better. That was a, I thought that was lost, hmm. but to cope. And the person I went to see was a hypnotherapist. He was actually a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, hmm. so NLP, for those of you who work in those fields. And NLP has completely and utterly changed my life. So as a result of that first conversation that I had with him, where he's really feeding back to me the things I'm saying, the things I'm doing, how resentful I was, how angry I was that I was overlooked and how much I talked about how bad my life was. And he said, well, what would happen if you, one, could recover and the doctor was wrong, which kind of just blew my mind at that point. Mm. That was crazy. No, mm -hmm. because I'm so wallowing in it. 
Two, what would happen if you could be a really successful actor without leaving home? Because actually, I didn't want to ever be traveling or or rehearsing. So I had this big dream of being on stage, but I didn't want to be going away for auditions. Well, you're at home, you're doing the school run every day and you're earning more money that you, the money that you've always craved. What would that look like? And I said, well, it would be voiceover work. I didn't know that at the time, but it took me maybe a couple of days. And then Mm -hmm. things started coming into my awareness of these opportunities. And out of the blue one day, someone called me a few days later to say, we want to book you for a voiceover job. And they found this awful, awful CD demo that I'd done when I finished drama school that I cringe now. One day I will post it on my social media, but I'm slight, I'm even blushing now thinking about how awful the image was on this CD cover. But it was a demo of me doing some voice acting and basically they wanted to book me. And I said no. And my dad heard the call and said, you have to do something for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I went that day too proud to tell them that I was in a wheelchair didn't tell them that how awful you know anything but when they when everyone else went for lunch on this this full day record in studio the engineer said you know what quite a few voice actors now are starting to have home studios and their own recording equipment which was honestly I can't tell you in terms of microphones that wasn't a thing 11 years ago no and I just saw Sigrun this opportunity to cut to just claw myself out of the hole I'd got in and I invested in a 15 pound microphone um, and that was the beginning of my voice acting career and I I did so many voiceovers for most of the big multi-international brands I worked for so many amazing things I then was in lots of high profile video acting games video games as an actor and I really specialized in audiobooks which took me to Hollywood And I literally had this moment in Hollywood six years later wearing a cracking pair of high heels, something I never thought I'd be able to do again on the red carpet. And this wasn't my first time. This was the seventh award I was up for. And I it was and I was booked out for the next two years. I was morning earning more than anyone else in the UK as a woman in in that field. And I realized that that wasn't the achievement. It was the start. And I realized that actually there's so much more to me than saying other people's words and that what I wanted to do was get out there and help other people realize that they could change their lives. And I essentially at core, that's what I believe I'm doing now. My work is very different, but I came into the online space and started my first podcast, which didn't go very well. And so I now I now teach people how to do it properly. And I really do see that those of us podcasting, whether we're conscious of it or not, what we're doing is we are changing the world one listener at a time Mm. because someone somewhere needs to hear the messages that we're that we're saying. Yeah. And And someone just needed to hear that story from you. Yeah. Where you were sitting in a wheelchair. The doctors said you would never walk again. Mm. And you basically changed your life by changing your thoughts. Yeah, completely and utterly. And at the core of my work, what I really want people to do is get get reached, have that message, whatever it is for them, whoever it is they need to find, whether it's about relationships, whether it's about mental health, whether it's about finance, whether it's about business. I get really overexcited about launching some of the best entrepreneurial and mindset podcasts in the world, which is what I now help to do. Because for me, it's never about 
what microphone you use. It's actually about that message that leaders need to get louder. Mm. And I get a bit tingly when I talk about this because I think that for whatever reason, I in that field, I kind of catapulted myself and became visible very, very quickly because I got myself out of the way. Yeah. And when you do that and you allow yourself to become visible because it's from a place of service, that's when your work becomes really impactful. Mm. So yes, I, you know, I, I have a podcast membership and I teach people how to do their podcasts. And in the agency, we're launching these amazing shows, but really I'm only ever interested in one listener at a time. Mm. Because I, I reckon we've all listened to a podcast that's changed the world, yes. changed our world. And I think there is someone listening now, not just one person, but two, three, four, hundred, two hundred, thousand. And hearing this story and thinking, huh? just changing my thoughts and I can change my life. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because now you've, you've piqued our I'm curiosity. Curious. So at the time, so in that first conversation, and of course that, that, that conversation with the NLP practitioner didn't stop there, but he said to me, gosh, you keep saying it's always, you're always in agony. You, you're talking about always being in pain. Is that true? And I went, yes, yes, I am. And it's all I talk about because it's so bad. And he said, okay, what did you do before you came for this session? I said, oh, um, well, it was hard to get in the car. And I had to get someone else to drive me. And that was really challenging. He said, no, no, before that, what were you doing? What were you doing? With, like, let's say, let's take between nine and 10. What were you doing? And I said, oh, actually, I was watching, I was watching breakfast TV. And I was actually watching the Jeremy Kyle show, which is a bit like um, Jerry Springer, I suppose, in that you get people on and they tell their sob stories. And he said, oh, okay, tell me about, tell me about what happened in that episode. And then he, uh, so I was telling him and he said, well, in that moment, where was your pain? in that moment that I've been watching that show, my pain wasn't present because I was really involved in the show. Yeah. And that was really eye-opening for me. He said, okay, so now when you say you're always in pain, is it true? And I kind of said, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. So to cut a very long story short, I went hardcore on this. Now, I, as I said, I was in the depths of despair. My husband was pretty damn sick of me talking about being in pain all of the time and how bad my life was and my life was over blah 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 all the sob stories that mm. he was on board with whatever it would take to make life better for us not because I thought I'd recover but because life had to get better it had to get easier and so we put in place that I was never at all allowed to mention I was in pain ever again it was gone yeah Sigrid is now giving me a look like whoa <laughs> what <was that laughs> yes. like? well what it was like was really uncomfortable because when my conversation had become about, it wouldn't always be directly about the pain, but it would work like this. So lots of people had to come and help support because I had three very, very young children. My parents would come over all of the time. When a friend came in to help do something, I had some wonderful people around me. They would say, how are you today? Yeah, how's your health? So what would I do? Yeah. I might just have been thinking about, I don't know, something, EastEnders, which is, a British primetime series. I might be thinking about EastEnders, but instead I go, oh gosh, mm. now that I think about it, I'm really in pain. Yeah. And then I would say, and I need your help. And I'm so embarrassed that I need your help. And it's so awful that I can't do these things for my children. And I, uh, uh, uh. Mm -hmm. 
So when we remove that need to talk about how rubbish things are, well, what happened? What happened was suddenly, what was I going to fill that silence with? What was I going to fill it with? Suddenly, if I'm really conscious that I'm saying lots of bad stuff, I can actually now say some good stuff because yeah. what if actually I realize that I've affected my relationship? What happens if I say to my parents, please don't, I don't want to talk with you. I'm really grateful for everything you've done, but I don't want to talk with you about how bad my life is right now. That was hard, actually. That was the hardest thing about it. Hmm. But to cut a very long story short, I started to see possibility. And that's when this, the voice acting and the voiceover work came into my uh, mind. Now, they'd always been there. I just yeah. hadn't been aware of those opportunities. I already had those skill sets. I'd ruled them out because I already thought I would fail. So when I came into the voiceover world, I'd already decided, okay, I've learned this stuff really quickly. And what happens if I choose to be really successful from the day, from day one? How do I act? How do, how do I behave? Or how do I enter that industry? At the time when I didn't even know that, that was an industry. And then health-wise, what that meant was, instead of me focusing on, I can never do it. Well, what would happen if I pushed myself a little bit each day? Mm. And at the time, the hospital that I was being treated at was home to the Paralympics the the UK trainers and yes. I actually had a really severe spinal injury unit which I wasn't under I was in a different you know my my injuries were no way near as 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 awful as these superheroes and yet they were going out and, and creating incredible things they were training for the some of them training for the Paralympics within months of having limbs removed and astonishing things so if they can be superheroes in their lives so can I yeah. But what does it look like for me? And I, I made astonishing improvements quickly. I was actually back on my feet using a Zimmer frame within three weeks, not wow. recovered, not yeah. walking, but within three weeks. And actually I recovered and I recovered and I recovered. And then I listened to a podcast and the podcast was actually with um, Tony Robbins. And he was in his old amazing style. I, I got to a point where I would go with my, I, I wouldn't use my sticks or my Zimmer frame outside the house. This is about a year and a half later. Mm -hmm. I, would, I was too proud. So I just wouldn't go anywhere or I'd just do the school run and nothing else. But I decided I was going to start going for a little walk just to the end of the road and back, not far. Yeah. And he, as I'm listening to this podcast, says, whatever it is you think you can't ever do, which for me was run, I thought I would never run. Mm -hmm. just do it just do it now do it now stop this stop this podcast and go and do it now and I did I ran must have been less than 10 meters to the next lamppost but that for me was so pivotal mm. that I knew that life would be okay again yeah so my whole journey has been about that visibility piece seeing your own potential is actually what that message is about getting out there and showing other people their own potential and also you know what you surround yourself with makes such a difference yeah and what you listen to what you mentioned you the podcast to. you know uh -huh. you were that one listener yourself and now you're doing the same for others yeah wow. and like yesterday I was having I was having a rubbish day I've got some challenges with the children I've got challenges with health in my wider family so what did I do as I'm sitting there thinking ah life is hard I put on some podcasts because I knew that having one person or a, or a conversation where people are speaking to me was going to lift me quicker than anything else. Yeah. 
Wow. I love your story, Anna. We can go on forever, but we also want to share with the listeners how they can amplify their impact yeah. through podcasting. What What is particularly around podcasting where you think that's more powerful than another medium? Okay, so there's loads of things I could talk about this, but the first the first thing is that there isn't as much competition. So there aren't as many people podcasting as doing YouTube or doing lives on Facebook. At the moment, we've just hit two and a half million live podcasts worldwide, but many of those lie dormant or they're not added to, or they've only done one or two episodes or they've done it with really poor quality. So people aren't going to listen. So we've got about 800,000 podcasts that are regularly being contributed to that are quality. But when you break that down into some of those are about history, some of those are about football, some of those really niche things. And then you and then there's so many different languages. Well, actually, when you look at it like that, there isn't much competition Yeah. in comparison with 37 YouTube channel, 37 million YouTube channels and 610 blogs worldwide. So suddenly, if you've only got 800,000 and most of those aren't in your space, there's no there's it's time it's time to get louder basically the other thing is about the nature of listening and I'd love I'd love any of you who are listening to Sigrun's show today to maybe reach out to Sigrun and say this is what I'm doing while I'm listening because it's always curious when you listen to a podcast and you're not watching video you're actually not relying on other senses you're just relying on your hearing and we know that only 7% of communication is the words we say. So what are we picking up? The other 93% of the communication is in timbre, pitch. Uh, it's in whether we really resonate with someone. We talk about this a lot in marketing, but do you really resonate with their story? The storytelling element is important, but are you actually on the same frequency as them? Literally. And this is really powerful. So what we found in the podcast space is that 81% of people who've listened to a podcast have taken something a podcast host has recommended or deliberately sold or just mentioned in passing and gone to look at it with intent to purchase, okay? Now, that is more influential than anything else that has ever been, ever. Oh. It's more influential than radio, than TV, than Netflix, than ads you're seeing on your, on your Facebook timeline, why is because that? why it's because you feel like you get to know the host you feel like you trust them you're turning up to listen again and again you're also bringing that host and their guests who you trust by by association you're bringing them into your world so this is what I want you to reach out and let Sigrid know what's the weirdest place someone is listening to this right now? Maybe yeah. you can't let us know right now because maybe you're doing the washing up. Maybe you're in the shower. I don't know. Let us know. Maybe you're in a boat somewhere. Maybe, I don't, somewhere. You, someone out there will be listening somewhere a little bit unusual or just on your dog walk. And we then, as podcast hosts and podcast guests, become a little bit of a piece of your life, mm. which isn't how we feel about watching video. No, Video is powerful true. too. But this, yeah. this is the medium right now. But the thing about podcast is I subscribe to it, maybe on Spotify or mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts. And then, you know, hosts are mentioning some freebies and things like that. And I'm like, I'm on my phone. Like, I'm not going to, you know, middle, in the middle of my walk, going to download a freebie. So where is the connection when you say there's 81% that mentioned something and people are more likely to do it when, than with any other medium? 
But at the same time, as a podcast listener, I don't find that it's easy for me to go to the show so notes where, right away. So how does that work? It's yeah. not about you listen to one episode and you take the action. Okay. Mm. This is a long form content where you're building trust over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Now, one episode can make that difference if it's the yeah. right message at the right time. Sometimes people are testing you out. They're testing out that friendship. They're testing out that relationship. But people tend to subscribe to only seven shows that they actually go and listen to. Now that's pretty, and then they then then they binge listen. They listen to. They're either waiting for that episode on a weekly download, or they binge listen. I have people reach out to me and say, "Anna, I've just listened to all two hundred and twenty four episodes." That's really influential. Yeah. And what we find with podcasts is not only it's not just where people get the lead magnet that you've mentioned on your show. It's the fact that they're coming back for more. They, they're recommending you without you even realizing. Or you are removing the need to have those longer sales calls that feel like sales calls. They are much more, I know your work. I know you. I trust you. I hear who you are. You just need to, you just need to meet me, as yeah. the listener would be. And, and those things are really, really influential. Mm. Um, and if you're in business, the other thing with, podcast is that the conversations you can have with other people in your space potentially people who way way further along than you are it's really powerful where else can you have those conversations where else will someone give you 30 minutes of their time other than on a podcast and so as a business owner and people are making room in their diaries maybe they don't understand the percentages and all of that that stuff behind podcasting but everyone's understanding that this is a this is a good use of my time right now um and i think you know it's really a platform that you can use to have you the impact you want to have in the world to reach those people to serve but at the same time it allows you to reach the quality clients who you could work with on a one-to-one or on a high signature program. Why do you say quality clients? Are they higher quality people that listen to podcasts or what do you mean by that? So what I mean is that because they have listened to your content for so long, they're so bought into you. Mm. So they are an extremely hot lead for you. They're in your world. They're not just a lead. They feel like they know you. They're a, a true fan, if you like, a real fan of your work. I don't think that there are more quality people than others. I think that there are uh, people who are more more along the journey of being an entrepreneur, for example. Um, and I think that if you're seriously thinking about investing with somebody, the thing you're going to probably go and do is listen to their podcast, find out, do I really like them? Do I like what they teach? Do I like them when they let their guard down? Do I like how they come across? Because you can learn exactly. a lot about someone. Yeah, I did a recent investment uh, a month ago or so and just before I you know decided to invest I would listen to a podcast episode you just google people and you find an episode where they've been interviewed typically Mm. that's better than of course it's great if they have their own show but it's also nice if they've been interviewed with someone else's shows because then you hear more of their story just like you shared your story before because you're not going to share it so often on your own show Absolutely. And that's what we're finding that when you are, when you are guesting and hosting together, that's where the power happens because wherever you are a guest, if your, your own show would come up as a recommended listen. Uh, And so what people tend to do is find you 
on a podcast and then they will go and listen to your podcast and listen to lots of episodes and then they would come into your community or reach out and we've had people who have within you know even with small audiences built huge communities on the back of their podcast because their podcast has had the right message for the right people and they've made it easy to find um that for me that's that's amazing that you can have a really niche topic and through a free medium yes you can reach many 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 people around the world who need your help but also it there's a percentage of those that are going to come and absolutely be bought into what you do without you having to sell hardcore yeah and without mentioning a freebie every time you might just they will come to you they'll find your instagram or facebook page and yeah. send you a message or email you find your website yeah. but you say there's little competition but we're talking about amplifying impact if someone is already podcasting and obviously they have other competitors podcasting as well how do you amplify your impact compared to the others? Okay, so there's this kind of a unique window when you launch that you can get your show in the way that the algorithms work in Apple and Spotify. You can kind of catapult yourself up the charts if you know what you're doing. You can actually replicate this with a, a show that's been running a little bit longer. And sometimes this is about having a rebrand and relaunch strategy. Sometimes it is about having that it's about saying my podcast matters to me. Maybe you've not been getting the results you want, but giving it for a full week, like you would for the launch of a product or service, the attention it deserves. Going back to basics, many people started podcasting or testing the waters two or three years ago, and they've never really focused on it. Now, two or three years ago, it wasn't really possible to get into the charts. They didn't really exist in the way they do now. You couldn't get those accolades. And so well, how do you overcome that? And what I would say is you need to go back and look at, have you got the keywords and categories right for your show? Does your mm. branding and name of your show actually represent what you do? Or has your business grown and evolved? Very mm. often some podcasts, um, I'm actually deciding, as, as I'm saying this, I'm deciding how much I'm going to share about this particular person, because someone that Sigrid and I both know, but I'm not, I'm going to go generic. Um, so say you have a podcast that you have a very specific podcast, a very specific business that helps people, let's say with, let's say with money mindset, let's say what that's what your product is, your service is, but you have a podcast that's very much about how to be happy. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's a disconnect there. Yeah. So some people will want your money mindset stuff, but that's not why they're turning up to the show. They're there because they want to learn how to be happy. So an obvious thing would be there about, um, you know, meditation or how you improve your life in other ways. But someone who's selling money, your podcast has to represent money. It's, 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 it's obvious, right? Yes. So, but the amount of times people have missed these key clues because they come up with a really quirky name. Now, podcasting really helps your your search on google um and that was what that was the case anyway but has been even more so since google podcasts came on the scene at this time last yeah it's about, not been so long ago. yeah it's about, not so long i think it was april last year yeah and what they're able to do is that even if no one ever transcribes the show or creates show notes but you are saying something on the show over and over again it then increases your Google search engine optimization. So your, your rankings would literally go up. So mm -hmm. if I went on people's shows and I am often talking about podcasting for 
visibility or podcasting for entrepreneurs. Well, guess guess who's going to rank well in Google? Yeah. Okay. So this isn't a strategy to overlook. And when I say so for right now in my business, there are some keywords we want to rank really highly for. So what strategy am I going to do? Am I going to spend months writing content? Nope. I'm just going to go on other people's podcasts and talk about the thing I need to talk about because it will get me the results faster. Uh, and why, why would we, why would we take loads of time over something when there's actually a really nice way to do it where we just come on and have conversations? Yeah. So this is in some ways easier for someone who has launched yet their podcast. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying is that if people already have a podcast and now it's been a part, now, now it's no longer a project that's just running the business, the recording, and they're not really thinking about the yeah. strategy, like when they originally launched, that they might take the time and pretend as if they were launching for the first time and take yes. a look at everything, the description, the keywords, the name of the podcast, the branding, everything. Yeah, absolutely. And treat it like it matters. So what happens if someone's been running a podcast for a couple of years is it's, it's not the shiny, fresh thing anymore. Mm. Um, and then there's other people who launch in their space and then they've got the number one or the number five podcast. And it's a bit like, oh, I'm and not good And you're thinking enough. like, why not yeah. me? <laughs> I've been doing it for ages. But you can take that space back, okay? And it's about saying that the podcast is a priority. Mm. And when we make something a priority for a short period, we're going to get results. Yeah. And there are ways you can incentivize people to come back to your show or to share your show or to get them in. And I think many people whose podcasts aren't working for them right now or not in the way that they would expect. Well, when they're really honest, are they sharing on Instagram? Are they passionate about what they're talking about? Are they actually putting it out on LinkedIn? Are they actually doing all of the things that they could be doing or have they forgotten? Has it become something that they've just switched off from? Mm. And I think your energy does come. And this happens for me too, because yeah. we go in waves of what we're focused on. But if you, if you put your energy, your focus and your joy and your passion back into the message, right? Because it's got to come from the message. Then all of a sudden you can find the inspiration to, to really change things around. Um, and it's exciting. You know, there's no other medium where you can be in the charts. Yes. I, don't, I don't know about you, but we, we grew up with the top 40 show on a Sunday evening and everyone would tape it on their cassette player when it was on the radio. Well, you know, if you were in the top 10, that was, that was incredible. And you yeah. can do that for your business right now. It's possible with your show. And we have people who with very small audiences will then be charting in amazing countries that they've never even dreamed of visiting. And suddenly they're in the top three or the top two. And, and it's, it, it gives you such an insight into where your audience are or where potential business is as well. Mm. I love that, Anna. We can go on forever. I think we have not just read in common and love for <laughs> podcasting and love from getting your message out. There's a lot more to come. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to get you back on the show. But for now, we need to know where we can find you. Uh, tell the listeners the best way to find you. So I think I'm going to say, just come over to my podcast. It's called Entrepreneurs Get Visible. I have recently interviewed Sigrun. So maybe do a bit of a search and go and find, find out what Sigrun and I talked about, which was a completely different conversation, wasn't it? Completely yes. different. So if, you, if you've been listening to Sigrun for a while, there might be some things about her that she shared with me that she forgets to share on her own show because that happens all the time. So go check that out, Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Fantastic. We'll link that up there for the show notes for you guys. And Anna, 
Thank you so much for coming. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm looking for action-taking entrepreneurs who are serious about making some sales before end of the year. If this is you, then hop on over to the show notes at signal.com forward slash 463 to apply to the live group coaching program starting very soon. There, you'll also find all the links to Anna Parker Naples. Thank you for listening to The Signal Show. See you in the next episode.